0: And we will do our best to answer any questions you may have. Welcome to another episode of We Talk Health. My name is Will Kastogrew and I am again in Dyersburg, Tennessee today speaking with Kathy Sudbury, J.T. Sanders, and Matt Coleman at Sports Plus Dyersburg. How's it going, y'all? Excellent. You good?
1: good. Having a great day. Awesome. Well,
0: thanks for letting me come in today. So today we wanted to talk about something that's kind of got two different names. MDT, Mechanical Diagnosis and Therapy, or McKenzie Method. Now, I've been around the medical field a little bit to know or at least to have heard those terms but I have no idea what that means so could you guys like shed some light as to what the McKenzie or MDT stands for
2: yeah so MDT stands for mechanical diagnosis and therapy and and it's really what the name says and that it's mechanical assessment so we're looking at particularly um, the spine and the joints uh, but particularly the the low back and the neck the thoracic spine we look at the spine and see um, how you respond to movement. And that tells us what we think is going on mechanically um, in the back. And it gives us a, a way to assess the spine. In PT school, you're trained in a lot of different ways to look and to treat the back. Um, mm-hmm. And so this is one of the specific ways that we can assess and treat your symptoms.
3: And this is something that we have kind of been uniform with across Sports Plus that uh, most therapists have completed at least part of the training in treating in this way and so we're all kind of uniform in that way yeah and there's a
2: series of courses and that's i didn't explain that well but there's a series of courses that you go through um it'll be a weekend course and we typically would do one a year so it's been uh, pretty much a four-year journey um, I've been certified, Miss Catherine, our manager has been certified, and McKinsey taking a, the certification exam, and so um, lots and lots of training, and it's great that we're all trained the same way uh, because if, if a patient transfers from Alamo to Dyersburg, mm-hmm. we kind of know what Casey and, and Paula have been working on with them, and we can kind of pick up where they left off, and there's not much uh, not much uh, downtime, and so it's a great, a great thing that we've all kind of been trained the same way as well.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. So, like, give me the nitty-gritty of like, what exactly is it? So, what are you do i know you said you're able to see kind of the mechanics of the the back or the spine or the arm or neck working but like i guess what are you looking for and what's the ultimate goal
2: sure so so we classify the symptoms that we see into different categories we call them different things like derangement dysfunction it's just names for what we call um, what we see and so um, one of the things that we've uh, that we've seen a lot and that we use the McKinsey method for is um, we'll have patients that come in on a very regular basis and they have arm pain and it's just arm pain mm-hmm. um, and then the symptoms are coming from their neck but it's so hard to convince people that this is a neck problem not an arm problem because they can point at it and they say this is where it hurts um, and I'll say okay well can you, can you press on that spot you know does it hurt when you press on it so well no but that's where my pain is um, and then so we start in, in all of our PT evaluations we we do a screen you know if we have arm symptoms we're screening the neck if we have leg symptoms we're screening the back and if we're able to reproduce those symptoms by moving the back that's the kind of mechanical assessment that we're doing in the back And so every time I turn your neck this way, every time you turn your neck this way, it turns your arm symptoms up. There's Mm -hmm. something connected there. And so it's a way for us to connect symptoms that don't seem related in a way that we can really get to the root of the problem. So it's just a method of assessment that kind of gets to some of those things.
3: Right. And there are some symptoms that show up that are characteristic of nerve pain or um, or muscle pain and one of the things that we're looking for is uh kind of those buzzwords that let us know hey this is a nerve problem that is originating somewhere else that is just showing up here like my arm goes numb feels like it falls asleep sometimes i get pins and needles tingling in my feet Um, so these are all uh, these are all buzzwords that we look for saying okay you're appropriate for mdt
2: yeah, it's amazing what you can learn by listening to somebody. You know, and um, we always treat what we see. You know, um, a lot of times people come to us that they've had imaging, and so, you know, um it, it's easy to look at uh, an MRI report and say, "Oh man, this person has a bulging disc. It must be a disc problem," um, or they've got arthritis. You know, and, and people, arthritis is one of those that generally everybody's like, "Oh, I've got arthritis. You know, that's it. I'm going to hurt for the rest of my life." Right. And that's how they interpret those things. And you know, in, in reality, when you look at imaging, anybody in their 30s and beyond, even on X-rays, is probably going to have some level of arthritis, some arthritic changes. Uh, people, you know, have that at different degrees. Genetics, a lot of things influence that. Uh, but you know that doesn't mean that that's what's causing your symptoms. So how people respond to movement tells us which of those uh, which uh, category we're going to place them in and how we're going to go about treating that. Uh, and like JT said, you know we, we hear a lot in the history that, that kind of tells us what we think is going on and that, hey, maybe we're not dealing with an arm issue, maybe it's not a hip issue, maybe this is a back issue. Um, some of those things are if you get symptoms that are going below the elbow, particularly like if I have a shoulder patient, say my shoulder hurts. Um, you know, we get to talk, and they say, yeah, you know, where does it hurt? And they point kind of all the way down to their forearm. You know, the odds are that, you know, the shoulder symptoms can radiate. They do radiate down the arm, but typically they don't go past the elbow. So if we get symptoms past the elbow, I'm always very suspicious that maybe a part of the symptoms could be coming from the neck. So that's what we're treating and assessing. Once we see those symptoms, we kind of recognize that this is something that we need to screen the back. We need to screen the neck. You know, I'm really suspicious that this might be a, a neck or a back issue. Um, we're always trying to rule things out. You know, I want to know that that you know, I want to make sure this isn't at least a part of of uh, the neck or the back. Mm-hmm. Um, and often what happens is we rule the neck and we rule the back part out. We get that part fixed, and we're left with a shoulder issue, and then we fix the shoulder. So um, w- we certainly don't want to undermine what the doctors have seen or what anybody experiences or feels that they're um, experiencing. We just want to make sure we're treating the root of the problem, not just the symptom.
3: Sure, I think that's a good point. Uh, what you said about part of the problem that, that, uh, that your neck or your back could be, could be part of the problem, but not, uh, not the entirety of the problem. And, uh, I think that's an important distinction to make because we're not very good at telling you exactly what your problem is, but we can tell you with a good deal of accuracy what your problem is not.
2: Right. We can rule those things out. And the other thing is, how are you getting better? You know, um, we see a lot with shoulder patients, man, they're just not getting better, you know. And so we get to looking and it's like, man, maybe there's something more here. You know, we dig deeper and we find out, hey, there's a, a neck component to this. Um, or maybe they've, they've not gotten better in the past. They've done therapy or they've done exercises at home. They've been stretching like crazy, which they should do for, like, say, an adhesive capsulitis. You know, it's one of those diagnoses that, you know, can be, you know, sometimes um, it, there's a combination of those two things. And if we don't address the neck component, the shoulder never gets better. And so um, it's one of those things that, you know, as we start to treat that, we see those things improving. That's how we know sometimes that it, there was a neck or back issue.
3: So every visit, we are checking your baselines. We're constantly going back to those baselines, the range of motion of your low back. If it's if it's a back problem, uh, we're going to ch- constantly recheck how your back is moving after we'd, we've we done an exercise. Uh, we're going to go back to how your shoulder is moving. If your shoulder has gained range of motion after we just had you do a neck exercise, that's a good indicator that um, that your neck is contributing to your shoulder problem.
2: Yeah, for sure. You know, sometimes people get frustrated when we're assessing the neck, like it's a shoulder, it's my shoulder, it's my shoulder. Um, but it's one of those things that like JT said, we're just trying to rule it out, man. If we rule it out and you know, we haven't heard any, there's no harm in kind of ruling those things out. and, And certainly we might pick up on something that, you know, could, could be missed and, um, and could give you trouble down the road. So, um, it's one of the reasons they come.
3: Or we could pick up something that, changes very quickly and you don't have to come to physical therapy as long as you originally thought there's a lot of those diagnoses the uh, what, what we call a derangement that changes very quickly in the neck or the back and and we're able to maintain those changes in one to two weeks maybe and then you don't have to come to therapy for four to six weeks to get your problem resolved
2: Absolutely. And it's so fun to see the lights turn on. Um, it's it's <laughs> such a weird thing. You know, when I first started studying McKinsey Method, I was like, I don't know about this. This sounds too good to be true, you know. Um, and But it, it's it's one of those things that when you see the light bulb come on and you see somebody, you know, that had, I had a patient, you know, probably a couple of months ago that had neck pain, couldn't turn her, her neck to the left more than probably 50% of her range. Uh, and then I did one stretch with her and literally that one stretch, I mean, it wasn't an aggressive stretch. I didn't, you know, manipulate her neck. It was just a stretch where I gave her a little bit of overpressure stretching into her neck. She was able to maintain that had full range in her neck. Hadn't been that way in probably a couple of years. And so it's, it's really fun to see the lights turn on. Or when you see those ridiculous symptoms, it's like, man, I've had pain down my leg for a month and I did one stretch and I've done that for three days at home. And now my leg symptoms are gone, you know, mm. and it's really, really fun, uh, it's, it's, it's frustrating when it doesn't do that, you know, and not everybody is a derangement, so, you know, we try to be clear about that. That's what we're testing to see. Is this something that's going to change fast or something that's going to get better over time? But it's really, really fun to see those lights turn on.
3: A large percentage of the population struggles with spine issues, whether it be neck problems, back problems. What is it, like 80, something like 80% of the population of the United States struggle with back problems yeah
2: i think like 80 percent of patients with back pain will have a recurrence of back pain in the future so like that that's one of those things that you know uh, we tried in the mckenzie method is a very hands-off approach you know and some patients don't like that they want a therapist to to you know to work on the soft tissue they want to work on trigger points and stretch and um, but the reason that we do that is because we want our patients to be able to fix themselves and that's the goal is you know if 80 percent of, of patients with back pain are going to have back pain in the future I want you to know how to fix it we're glad to see you we want you to come in we want to help you uh, but we want you to be able to fix it too so you can live life and not have to spend all your time in a doctor's office or a PT clinic um, so that's one of the big uh, components of, of uh, the McKinsey method is certainly trying to be hands-off so that the patient can fix themselves give them the confidence to know they can fix themselves.
1: But when you're saying fix their self, it is through guided instructions from a physical therapist. Because when I'm hearing you say I can fix myself, I'm thinking, well, I'm just going to Google this and figure it out. Right. Well, it's not that simple, people. It is a series of testing the entire body or the entire spine from the head to the lower back. And like they were saying, they will pick up where it really is coming from, where you may think it is your lower back. And it could be just the upper spine that is totally out of whack. And you guys will pick up where it's coming from by doing the McKenzie way, correct?
2: Absolutely, absolutely. And it's it's one of those things that can, um, it can really be a tough sell to, you know, um, JT's had, he's worked with several um, cervical spine neck patients that um, have had um, not necessarily uh, pain, just weakness in the shoulder. JT, can you tell us about like some examples of that?
3: Right, Uh, nerve symptoms can show up in different ways. Nerve symptoms can show up in motor weakness, which will be weakness in your muscles. They can show up as, uh, as pain and a lot of different descriptors, uh, can be used for that type of pain. Burning is a common one. Uh, The pins and needles that we talked about earlier is another common one. One of those patients that really just helped even
2: continue to turn my lights on to say, hey, this really is something that's that's really making a difference is um, we went to a course, we came back and JT was working with a patient that had um, external rotation weakness. And that was really it. It wasn't like they had the other nerve symptoms, which are, you know, like you get numbness, tingling down the arm, you know, pain that's radiating down the arm, those are, are a little more obvious. There's some less obvious signs, like external rotation. It's one of the most common ones in the shoulder that can, can be from the neck or it could be from the shoulder. But when we can do some exercises at your neck, and then all of a sudden you got full strength and external rotation, it wasn't a problem with the muscle because the muscle just gave full resistance. And that changed rapidly, and it's so strange to see that happen. And you can just see people's eyes just get wide when you give them resistance. Like, hey, I didn't know I could do that. And so... Um, it's really interesting to see how that can happen the way that nerves work is they get an electrical impulse that goes down the nerve and that can also come back up the nerve and that's how your your brain communicates with your arm with your extremities so you get that nerve conduction that says, hey, I just put my hand on a nail and it hurt, you know, and I'm going to move my hand. So you had a lot of things. You had a sensory input that send that, that pain signal up to your brain. And then you had a motor response where your, your arm moves away from that. So your nerves are, are doing a whole lot of things. And so sometimes you get a pain response. Sometimes we get a motor response where the motor the control is just weak. So if you think about that nerve like a water hose that's got, you know, it's got flow kind of coming in and out. Well, if you get a kink in that water hose, it's not going to have good flow and so that can present in different ways sometimes it results in pain that your body's response to say hey there's a kink in the in the water hose and we got we got some pressure on that nerve we got to get it off of that nerve and so your body will tell you that way sometimes it's not pain it's just weakness and that's a little bit less common but it is something that we see on a fairly regular basis and sometimes that's one of the last things that gets better uh, as we're treating patients you know the pain may go away uh, but they're still weak you know like I've, I've had neck issues and and ridiculous symptoms down my arm and i can remember trying to do a push-up it was like my my right arm was just like straightened all the way out my left arm was just like in slow motion trying to do a push-up it feels so strange Uh, but they can present in different ways
1: one of the things i know uh my husband had the neck issue too and the first time he did the McKenzie method he came home thinking that is the strangest thing i've ever done (laughs) so do know that uh that this is it does look a little different and it's not something you're usually used to, but it is a method to this. There is science to back it. So when they start this process, do understand, yes, it looks a little weird at first. And I'm not saying it's weird. It's just they're going to ask you to do a certain type of movement that you're thinking, that has nothing to do with my pain. But it really does. You're finding the root of the problem. Instead of we're, we're not just treating the symptom, we're treating the problem. And they're finding the problem.
2: Absolutely. Yes. It, and that makes it, you know, we've talked a lot about um, in the past about how people don't want to do their exercises at home. And when exercise looks weird, it doesn't help. You know, they don't yes, want so do to do it Yes, that's so true. He did
1: not want to do it.
2: And one of the big things is, is frequency. Like it needs to happen multiple times a day. we got to get a lot of movement because if we're taking pressure off a nerve, we got to keep pressure off a nerve. And if mm-hmm. we just do it once or twice a day probably not enough to combat all the movement that we do that generally has already been making things worse which is why you're having the symptoms so um, we got to do it frequently so if it's weird if it's strange if it's like man i don't want to do that you know um, people just don't want to do their exercises and they don't get better an example of that it's hard to to kind of do through podcast but as you, as cervical retraction so if you think about if you're sitting up, cervical being yes your neck um so so uh, We kind of talked through this. So as you're sliding, if you're sitting up tall and you got good posture, and then try to pull your chin back. Think about a chicken who sticks his his chin forwards or beak forwards and then pulls his beak back. That pulling back is what happens uh, when we do cervical retraction, and that's a really key component to being able to look up. If your neck doesn't slide back, when you look up, it's likely going to pinch. And so that can cause some irritation of the nerve. So, again, that's, that's hard to feel. Uh, but that's one of those weird ones. So you can probably feel as you're doing this at home that that's, that's a strange kind of movement. can
0: confirm. I was just here looking like an idiot
2: doing all this. <laughs> he was doing the chicken move. I was, yeah. He <laughs> yeah, had good form. It looked good.
3: One, one of the other things that kind of turns people off to doing these exercises is they think it's too simple. Mm-hmm they, they're having pain down their legs. That's, uh, that's been there for some time. And we tell them that this one movement is going to change their life. It's going to, it's going to decrease their pain. It's going to increase their range of motion. And they, they think it's almost too good to be true. Uh, I'm one of those people. I think (laughs) things are too good to be true until they're proven not to be. And, and this is one of the cases where, where it, it's too good to be true, but it is true <laughs> that that just that one simple movement can, can really change things for you.
1: And that's what my point about my husband was that was his way. He's like, surely there's more to it because he's been through physical th- therapy after rotator cuff surgeries and after knee surgeries. And he's thinking there was no pain to this. And I'm like, you've got to follow what they're telling you. Mm-hmm. They know what they're doing. They're trained to do that. And let's go back to that training. There's like five series of different levels, correct? And we have tried to make sure as many of the series, it's like what, A through L, I believe they call it. So we have tried as Sports Plus to educate. And yes, it's terrible after you've become a physical therapist or a PTA. That you've spent how much of your time in life, licensed, and you're ready to go, and we're still educating these guys more and more. So trust that they have the knowledge and that this this McKenzie Method work, and as he was touching base earlier, we have people trained in all locations to handle this and um, just a few more about to finish all the certifications. But I believe it's after you get A, B, and C, you guys have got the basics of it, correct?
0: That's correct. How old is the McKenzie Method? Is it like a fairly new new thing or has it been around for a minute it's been around for a long time and I should know that Um,
2: don't tell my McKenzie friends I don't know when (laughs) that started but um, the way it started was um, in uh, William McKenzie was a clinician who um, he was treating a patient as a busy day he had a a back pain patient come in hunched over um, and he said just go on in the next room I'll be right with you well about 10 minutes later he walks in the room and the patient had laid down on their stomach on the, the the table that the table has a hinge in the middle and the, the table had hinged up mm-hmm. on, on one half and the other half was flat. So he's laying on his stomach and, and extended. And so the, the therapist walks in and William McKenzie and he says, oh my goodness, you know, I'm going to have to send him to the hospital, you know. But the patient says, um, this is the best treatment I've ever had. And he says, good, go home and do it again. You know, I'll see you again tomorrow. And and um, it started to reduce the symptoms. And so by, by trial and error, more more error in that case than than trial, um, he found that it was okay to extend the spine. You mm-hmm. know, and so um, he started testing these things to say, well, what happens when we move this direction? And you know, we've seen some consistencies to see when we see these symptoms. JT talked about nerve symptoms, or we talk about... Um, Obstruction is just where, you know, like if you sit for a long time and then um, you you go to stand up and all of a sudden you're stuck forwards and you can't straighten up, that can be a sign of of an obstruction, something that is in your way that, that causes you to not be able to straighten up. Um, and that can also be a sign of, of some issues that, that could um, cause the symptoms down the leg, those kind of things. And so he started to notice these consistencies over time. And they developed a program and, and have continued to refine it. And even today, we're continuing to refine new techniques. And so something that has grown and has continued to, to develop. And so, uh, yeah, it's been around a long time.
3: There's a progression uh, through these different steps and movements that that we all follow. And one of the important parts of this treatment is... Patient response and and uh, what you're feeling and and how you're moving after uh, after we do these different treatments. So, can you talk a little bit about that?
2: Yeah, for sure. So we're interested in three things. We're interested in how you feel before, how you feel while you're doing the exercise, and how you feel after. What changed, you know? And we're looking for big changes. So, um as patients are doing their stretches, we're looking to see, you know, is this making your pain better, making it worse, or, or is it staying about the same? You know, particularly what's happening with your radicular symptoms. The farther down the leg, the more interested I am in that symptom. I don't want the symptoms to be going down the leg. We want them to be going back up uh, the leg closer to the spine. Um, we call it centralization, just symptoms moving back towards the center where we think they're coming from. And so um, yeah, that's, that, there's a very specific progression. It's not, again, something that you know you could um, send somebody home with um, a book to read and they could treat their, their own back, um, but we do eventually want them to understand their pain. And if their pain is different in the future, then we would you know treat them in a very specific way for that as well. Um, so the goal is to empower the patient, but also to understand the symptoms
3: you touched on something there centralization versus peripheralization those are just fancy words for the pain getting closer to your back or the pain getting further away from your back we have a lot of patients that will come in after doing their home exercise plan and tell us that they've gotten better that their back doesn't hurt anymore that but their leg has gone numb and they'll think they're getting better when in reality they're getting worse that that back problem the problem that had originated in their back has now peripheralized or made their leg symptoms worse and that's one of the things that we characterize as your pain is getting worse if your pain is moving further away from your back or your neck then we we characterize that as a worse response Uh, a response that we think of as better is the pain is getting closer to your neck or your back closer to the origin of the problem And it may even get more intense as it gets closer to the origin. But we stress that that is, in fact, a a good response, something that we're looking for.
2: Yeah, we're not happy. We, it, we we start smiling when we see that, and our patients are like, I'm hurting more. Why are you smiling? I'm like, no, this is a good thing. Trust me. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have to clarify that. You know, We're, we're not glad our patients are, are hurting, but we are glad things are getting better, and we're understanding the symptoms. So that's a, an important distinction that you made.
1: And that's one thing I love about our sports plus therapists. You listen, and you also teach them why. And explain to them what's going on. It's not one of those, here, come on in, let me put you on the machine and have not a certified clinician maybe working with you. You guys are hands-on, you're there, and you're listening to everything that's going on. And that is, and especially through the McKinsey Method, you've got to be able to do that and be able to listen and understand what's going on and make sure we're getting them better. Correct. Absolutely.
2: Uh, and part of physical therapy in general is the patient response. You know, I mean, you're with you all the time. So nobody knows you better than you. And so for us to be able to to hear what you're experiencing, that's a huge component of, of what we're treating is how you've responded and what you feel. So um, so it's definitely a valuable thing. And I think it is set apart from other uh, methods of treatment. And, uh, and there's a, a time and a place for everything. We're not afraid to be hands-on with manual therapy and to do other stretching in general um, conditioning for the back you know um, one of the components at the end of the the mckinsey program is to get we call it recovery of function if your uh, if your motion is typically worse on the front end by bending forwards By the end of it, we want you to bend over. We want you to be able to tie your shoes. We want you to be able to pick up your kids and do things that you want to do that are important to you and not have pain. So that is a goal to kind of get back to. But it's a very specific uh, method, and it's one of those things that it takes some time kind of to kind of develop that. When I was first graduated from physical therapy school, we were trained in in a lot of different methods. We were trained in, in... um, in different manual therapy techniques. We were trained in Williams, which is kind of known for flexion. McKenzie's known for extension, was kind of what I got in PT school. Um, and then, you know, as I've learned, it's more than that. You know, in, in McKinsey program, we flex people, you know, in, in the we have people bend forwards at um, in, in times. So it's not all that. Um, there are a lot of ways that you can treat the back, and uh, McKinsey Method is just one of those ways. But I do think it's distinct from other ways in, in, um, in how we treat.
1: So if you're out there having some back issues, you can self-refer yourself and give us a call. That What that means is um, you can come directly to us, and we will check you out and see what's going on and see if this McKenzie method can help you. And we have several therapists here that are able to get to the root of your problem. So if you have a question, just give us a call at 731-286-1115. Or reach out on Facebook. Ask us a question. We'll be glad to answer it. I also like to challenge you if you'd like to hear a new topic uh, for these guys to discuss. Send me a message. We'll get on that topic for you.
3: Yeah, that's a good point about the direct access. We've seen several um, neck and back patients direct access. And this is a good first stop for those people. Um, We can determine whether or not you are appropriate for this method of treatment. And if you're not, Uh, we often refer you to a different specialist or to an orthopedic doctor or even your primary care physician to try to get the treatment that you need absolutely
2: and there are times that patients won't get better with therapy um if if somebody has a disc that's just blown and it's uh, that uh, it's moved and it's stuck somewhere that we can't move it back out of the way um, then sometimes surgery is indicated and we're not we're not afraid to um, to refer people out to where they need to be that's our goal is to get you back uh, to get you the care that you need and so if that's us we'll be glad to work with you if it's not we're gonna get you where you need to be okay well
0: this has been a great conversation i learned a lot about mckenzie method and Who knows? Maybe I'll be a patient one day. (laughs) Cool. Well, thank you all so much for listening to another episode of We Talk Health.